Yo, 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 and welcome back to the Banter Boys podcast. My name is Sanji. With me is Ryan. How you doing, Ryan? Yo, I'm not too bad. Champions League kicked off today, so I'm feeling okay. Yeah, I'm feeling great. Manchester United lost to the young boys. <laughs> I mean, you guys didn't do too convincingly yourselves, right? Straight by 1-0. Listen, three points is three points. I've taken it regardless. That's fair. But yeah, it wasn't a convincing win, for sure. Um, oh yeah, I should crack my beer open too. Yeah, buddy. Okay, so listeners, um, I'm just going to warn you, like, massive disclaimer. I've been drinking since like 11am. I blame uh, CPL. Uh, TKR, unfortunately, lost in the first semifinals today. Um, what was the result of the other semifinals, by the way? Patriots won comfortably. Ah, yes, 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 yes. I remember I had to take a nap at one point. Um, I got <laughs> up. I'm, I'm still drinking. So, yeah, you know, celebrating today. Celebrating life, you know. Um, nice. As you can realize, uh, Ross is unfortunately not with us today. So, Ryan has graciously offered his time and his efforts uh, to the podcast. So, yeah, you know, um, how's how's things been? It's it's been a while since I, I guess what one episode or two episodes since we've had you yeah. on. How how are things going so far? Not too bad. Um, uh, I got, uh, I got Keened last week. I think Keen's goal was the differential in my fixture, but you know, life goes on. <laughs> Yeah, you had a really bad fantasy week in general. I mean, it's a good thing this that's, isn't an FPL podcast because yeah, that's not that. <laughs> that'll be a lot of pain. Um, okay, so what I'll do quickly is I'll insert Ross's beautiful voice here for the social plug. You know, whenever he wasn't here, that little auto record bit I'll insert right here. Yeah, for sure. So you can message us on Twitter and Instagram. Our handles at BantaB. On Discord, in the DraftPL channel, Banta Boys hashtag 6585. On Reddit, you backslash Banta underscore boys. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and YouTube, all under the name of Banta Boys. Nice. All right. Okay, so... Well, let's get straight to business. You know, I, I don't want to rip off too many band-aids or rub too much salt in your wounds, etc. So in the first half, what we're going to do is quick data dump. Uh, we'll review how our game week four went in terms of like moves that we made in our leagues or how our tables look, etc. Then we'll jump into a bunch of Twitter questions. Thank you so much to the fans and listeners for sending those in. Uh, and then in the second half, what we'll do is uh, injury updates um, and... Game week five, FA slash waiver picks. You ready to get started? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so the data dump. Wait, are we not gonna talk any shit at all? Like, <laughs> like what do we have? What do we have? Is there anything that we can talk about? Like tennis. You know, there was like the first time there oh, was like man. two 18 year olds. Yeah, that was that was a pretty epic match. Uh I mean the Canadian got dominated, but you know, they both have long careers ahead of them. I think she'll she'll win something for sure some at some point. It was a British but, girl that ended up winning, right? Yeah. Right, yep. right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Joko did not complete the Grand Slam. Yeah, there's a lot of people that are like very anti Joko in some of my groups and they were quite happy that he didn't win as well. Yeah, but I I would have still liked to see someone do it. 
as long as as I've been watching, I haven't seen anyone. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Okay. All right. Well, I, I I don't know what else we can talk in terms of banter, like other sports and stuff. I don't really watch, uh, what is it, uh, F one. Uh, that, oh yeah, yeah, Formula that One. Okay. Close accident. Uh, that that. What's his face? Oh, see, no, this is the reason I didn't talk about it because I can't even remember the guy's name at the moment. <laughs> and everyone's just gonna judge me now. Okay, jumping straight into the data dump. Nice. Ay 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 Fantasy with the Banta Boys. So we're looking at key passes. So the highest number of key passes recorded was six by two players, Nicolas Pepe from Arsenal and Diego Jota from Liverpool. The second highest number was five from T-Bebe, of course. He's there every week. and Every then single week. Every single week. It's crazy. If you don't own TAA, what are you doing with your life? Yeah, for sure. And the next tier is four key passes. There's like a nine-way tie, if I can count right, which I usually can't. Luca Dean, Jack Grealish, Gundogan, McGinn, Robertson, Saka, Mo Salah, Moutinho, and Luke Shaw. Then we're going to look at shots and how many of those were on target. Sadio Mane had 10 shots, only two on target. So frustrating as a Jota owner on multiple platforms, seeing him throw away all those opportunities. Yeah, that was that was really annoying. The next tier, we have six shots. Aubameyang had two of them on target. Cristiano Ronaldo had two of them on target. Gallagher had one on target. Gundogan had one on target. Pepe had three of them on target. Saka had zero on target. And Watkins had two of six on target. And finally, the last here that we're going to look at is five shots attempted. Bruno Fernandes had one of those on target. Then the final category we're going to look at is accurate crosses into the box. So there were a bunch of twos and even more ones. So I just looked at the twos because I'm kind of lazy and I don't get paid at all for this shit. So Makes sense. for Max Ahrens, Ben Rama, Matty Cash, McGinn, McNeil, Townsend and Bernardo Silva all had two accurate crosses into the box. So now we'll jump across. Actually, before we jump across, Ryan, do you have anything to say about the stats that we kind of went through? Were there any surprises about the scores or results? Um, I'm surprised to see McGinn there, actually. I didn't think he had that much good of a game. And it was against Chelsea, right? Yeah, we were that So. Yeah, yeah, he all played a horrible team. <laughs> I mean, uh, Saul, Saul's, Saul's, um, Saul Niguez, yeah. Saul, his uh, debut was awful. Oh, terrible. Yeah, he got me a grand total of zero points on one of my teams. Yeah, so I'm not that surprised to see, you know, Ollie put up six shots, McGinn put up four key passes, but I really didn't think McGinn was that heavily involved in the attack. So that one's surprising me. And I guess Oli back, Villa just looked like a unit again, finally. So Yeah, he looks like he had zero time off. He looks so sharp. Yep. And, I mean, another thing I want to point out is the Arsenal boys combining for 18 shots. At least the front three, right? We know that the mm-hmm. team had 30 shots in total. Yep. But is that credit to Arsenal or is that, you know, shit on Norwich sort of thing? I think a bit of both, maybe. Yeah. 
you can easily go Norwich hunting this season, I feel. Yeah, that's always a good strategy. All right, so now I think what we can do is do a bit of a game week four review and look at how we did on our leagues, etc. Yep. So, Ryan, I'll let you go ahead and start. Uh, how did your game week go? So, I lost my fixture. I think it was like 120 to 105 or something like that. I think coming down to the last day, I had one flex spot. I just had to pick up someone. And I was playing Ian, who had uh, Keen and Pope in goal. And I was already down by like 10, 12 points, something like that. So, I know I needed like, Thursday pointer, something something just ridiculous. Yeah. So I picked up Good Vincent and I mean he did get an assist, but it was right after he got the assist and I finally saw the update. Oh, look, Keen scores. Cool. <laughs> that helps. Oh well I mean I was kinda happier with it because Townsend got the assist for that goal and I badly needed Townsend points. Yo, that finish from Townsend in that game. Like, can he score a normal goal for one? Exactly, right? So I, I saw in a post-match interview, like, I think his mom or his wife apparently sent him, like, a reel of the goals that he scored. And, yeah, he was saying, oh, yeah, it's a bunch of, like, goals from outside the box and all kind of stuff. But he was saying how apparently he's talked to Rafa and he's trying to, you know, get in the box more and score more goals that sort of way, right? Um, nice. So, you know... A positive news for the future, you know, especially since one Dominic Calvert-Lewin is out for probably the next few weeks, right? Maybe the next international break. We don't know. Yeah, we really don't. How did your week go? Well, I mean, before we get to my week, what about your Perfect 11? How did that go? I think it wasn't too bad. I did forget to change it on the first game of the week, which was Spurs-Crystal Palace. I genuinely thought I had no one there, and it turns out I had Lewis in goal. Oh, so yeah. that was some negative points. I had him in both of my normal leagues. That was not fun. Yeah, yeah, that couldn't have been. I can't actually remember how much I finished with, but I think overall I'm now like 67th, you said? Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Which means I climbed about 5 to 10 spots. That's good. Green arrow, yeah. as, as we Green call arrow, it. exactly, exactly. <laughs> All right, so if we're looking at the Banter Boys account, so looking at the Community League, I finally had my first loss there. It was coming. It was definitely due. Oh, no. Yeah. But I was missing players like Mason Mount, and yeah, I was struggling to start people. So I brought in FA punts like uh, Kieran Dowell and Saul Niguez, and they kind of combined for, what, a grand total of 4.5 points? <laughs> Which was basically all, all Dowell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? And, I mean, I wavered in Alan and didn't end up using him. Because we talked about this off-air. I sometimes don't like to wait until the last day to kind of punt to get my win. Yeah. I'm always worried that what if the player doesn't start? Because look at that, right? We A bunch of FPL managers got screwed by Calvert-Lewin not Correct. even being in the squad at all. And we didn't find out until, like, minutes before the game started, right? Yeah. In leagues where you have no auto-subs, like, at that point, you can't drop. Calvert-Lewin so like unless you had someone on your reserves that are actually in that fixture you're screwed exactly yeah so I I'm now in fourth place in that league I believe four teams are on nine points the only person on 12 is the guy who's in first right and 
so I made a couple of changes as well because this morning was the waiver wire window or whatnot. Right, yeah, yeah. I dropped uh, Hugo Lloris, I dropped Alan, I dropped Sal Niguez, and I dropped Kieran Dowell, and I managed to get in Jose Sa from Wolves, yeah. Westwood from Burnley, Almiron from Newcastle, and Albrighton from Leicester. Okay. How do you think those picks went? Also, you might have made some picks yourself, right? Yeah, yeah I, I did. So, I like Jose Sa for his upcoming fixture run. I think at least Wolves have a shot at clean sheets now that they have the hard fixtures behind them. For a fewer, at least. Westwood, we know he's on set pieces. Yeah. I mean, everything from Burnley looks like it's flowing through McNeil right now, but... Yeah, what a ghost point machine at the moment. Crazy. Amaron, I don't know what got into him. Like, Wilson is injured and then he just had the game of his life. Yeah. I mean, it didn't help, but he looked like a machine versus you guys. Um, not versus you guys. Versus, versus Manchester United. United. Yeah, 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 yeah. All Brighton, if he gets his, keeps his spot, we know what he could do. Yeah, I was surprised that he kept his spot. And I think he ended up getting around seven points against Manchester seven, City. Yeah. Which isn't too bad, bench. right? It's not. Yeah. I mean, it's better than zero from Salnigas. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. So looking at the IGL, the International Genie League, four out of four wins, still maintaining that perfect record, still in first place. Sweet. So what I did before that game week, I believe I wavered in all Brighton. Uh, for Matthias, but I don't think I ended up keeping Albrighton in the end or even playing him. So, like, I ha- had to make a couple of um, free agent picks as well. I, to- I told you, like, a couple episodes ago, like, I had grabbed Veltman for Willock. Yeah. I-, I mean, as soon as you dropped Willock, like, you had uh, kind of, you were kind of afraid, right? Once Callum Wilson had picked up the injury, you thought Willock might have stepped up or something like that. And yeah, we saw a rise in his points as well, right? Even though he got taken off early. So, I don't think he got attacking points, though. He didn't get much key, key passes or shots on target or anything. It's more, like, tackles. I guess he played a bit more a, a defensive role. Yeah, and I still have to take a look at all, like, the heat maps and the average positioning to see where exactly he kind of played. Yeah. But, yeah, you're right. Because I believe he had, like, four or five tackles won, right? Which is kind of yeah, nearly half four. his points. Yeah, Yeah, and I think, like, three successful dribbles bringing up the rest of them, yeah. Yeah. So... Matthias Jensen that I had brought in for Albrighton, like I said, I ended up dropping him for Kieran Dowell. I punted on Dowell as well in this match, 4.5 points. Eh, You know what? I shouldn't complain because he did contribute towards the win. And I think the best FA pick that I made and which I did really, really quickly was I dropped Andreas Christensen and picked up Thiago Silva. And Thiago Silva got like nearly 17 or 18 points. Yeah, yeah. I'm shocked he was free in your league, actually. Yeah. So I, I looked at every single... Uh, Chelsea defender and they were all gone like Chalaba was gone Thiago was gone there was no one I could have grabbed well it depends on the league that you're in because I think Chalaba is a midfielder as well right so I hope okay. managers don't end up picking him thinking he's a defender expecting clean sheet points and you're disappointed at the end gotcha Right, so it might depend on your league, your commission. Maybe if you can ask him really, really nicely, he can switch Chalaba to defender because it makes no sense why Chalaba is a midfielder mm-hmm so, finally, with the IGL League, uh, a couple of the waiver moves that I made were I dropped D- Kieran Dowell, and I also dropped Hugo Lloris in this league, and I brought in Moutinho as well, and I brought in Ramsdale. How do you feel about those picks? So, I don't know about Ramsdale. Like, yeah, Arsenal kept the clean sheet. Yeah, last year, last season, their defense was okay. There was, they, their underlying figures for defense were, were decent, but 
We have not seen Arsenal really pull it together so far this season, and that last opponent was Norwich, right? So how much can we actually take away from that? But Ramsdale does look more solid than Leno in goal. So I'll give him that. Hopefully he keeps his spot, right? But I'm sure you have options. I mean, if he doesn't make the lineup, you can always just switch him out. I really like Moutinho. I also got Moutinho in as a waiver pick this week. I just wanted a piece of that Wolves attack, yo. Yeah, for this fixture run, it looks really, really tasty. And what was a bit more convincing for picking up Moutinho was his back-to-back 90-minute games. That, and then you mentioned that his uh, corner counts increased, right? He's like, he, I think he took six of them. Yeah, out of eight in total. I think Trinkau took the other two. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, and jumping across to the perfect 11... I ended up getting 165.75 points, jumping the Banter Boys account to 23rd spot. Nice. I'm going to say, like, we had a couple of good picks, like TAA, Pogba, and uh, Mondi from our Chelsea goalkeeper. But the best pick I'm so proud of was I picked up Townsend on the last day, like, for, <laughs> for no reason. Like, I was like, ah, DCL's out. Let me pick up some random midfielder. Yeah, I was never going Townsend. Exactly, right? And you know what? I was like, you know what? I need Townsend for a win in my um, IGL league. I'm just going to double down. Either I'm going to be really happy or just miserable altogether. So, you know, it came out really, really happy in the end. True. So, we don't really talk about OFPL draft too much, but we're starting to get questions about it. So, I thought maybe let me bring some updates and stuff like that. I just want to shout out in the Maniacs League, now that we've gotten a front line of Cristiano Ronaldo, Lukaku, and Harry Kane, we finally got our first win for the season. And you know what? Go figure. The highest score this game week as well of all teams. Yep. And the other league that we are a part of is Jun's League. By the way, if you need anything draft-related or anything fantasy-related and you're on Discord, you should go check out Jun. I, I feel like I should get his like tag name. It's Arsenal FC Jun 14 or something like that. That sounds about right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, go check this guy out. Super cool guy. A bunch of organized leagues. Money leagues if you want. You know, just go give him a shout. Go tell him hello sort of thing, you know. But, yeah, in Jun's league, Ryan, we went up against each other this game week. <laughs> that did not go well for me. I think I had like close to the lowest score this week and you had close to the highest. And it didn't help that you benched Edward and he didn't even come off your bench on top of that. Yeah, that sucked. I mean, I picked him up on a whim just before the game week started. I didn't think I would need him. So I put him as, I think, second bench or first bench and my starting 11 just all featured. So I didn't actually get him off. But I'm happy to own him though. Yeah, and I guess shout out and credit to Shiho. Uh, I hope I'm not butchering your name, mate. He's Gio, Gio. Gio, okay. So he's gotten four wins in a row right now, right? He's yeah. Undefeated. yeah. His squad looks so good on paper. Yeah, really, really does. Okay, so now I think what we can do is jump into the Twitter questions. Ryan, if you don't mind, I'll have you read out the questions and then, yeah, we'll discuss them together. Okay, sure. So the first one is from no one. Their Twitter handle is at Shirag underscore Verma. India just won a historic test at Leeds. Any comments? Yeah, so he commented this on a while ago. and I didn't want to forget about it. So I mean, his, I'm pretty sure he got the, the stadium wrong. I think it's, uh, wasn't it at Manchester? 
Oh yeah, I think it was Manchester. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, that was that was good fun. I mean, we all kind of just shot on Christian and the maniacs as well for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Shirag also had a few other questions. Is Veltman a hold or a streamer at best? So I'm gonna say Veltman is a hold. You're not worried about Lamptey coming back? So we're gonna cover this in the second half of the pod, but I believe Lamptey's still a little bit away from making that starting eleven. Okay. Okay, fair. And the injury to Webster as well. We know Veltman can play as one of the three centre-backs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, and it makes Duffy look like he's good for a few more weeks again too, right? Which is so frustrating. (laughs) (laughs) It's crazy. Yeah, so I would say say hold him for sure. Well, it also depends on how many people play in your league as well, right? 8-person, 10-person, 12-person. If you're in a 12-person league, definitely hold. I think same for 10-person. 8-person, you can probably stream. Agreed. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, and his last question was... Well, it's a three-part question, I guess. Well, it's a conversation that they had sort of thing. But we can read it. Oh, out. gotcha. Oh, yeah. right. Okay, I'm now seeing it. Yeah, okay. Um, what are your views on Dele Ali? Do you think Ben Rama is going to get dropped or rotated? What are your views on all Norwich mids? Are there anyone's target? And then there was like some... Yeah, so I can Some read guy. out. I can read out the okay. the guy who responds as part of it. Yeah. Wow, this feels like we're reading out a story to our listeners. This is exciting. <laughs> so King Arthur FC at King Arthur FC. Thank you so much for participating in the conversation and adding um, information uh, for our community. By the way, so he responds with Antonio out next game. He reckons Bowen goes up top with Vlasic playing behind, Pablo on the right. Ben Rama on the left, and when Antonio is back, he reckons Benny slash Bowen will rotate with Vlasic. Yeah, that, that's probably fair. Um, Chirag said, as a Benny owner, he's sad to hear this. He hopes that Benny turns it around, finds back some form. He's too good of a talent to be wasted on the bench. Yeah, and then King Arthur FC responds that those are four, all like all four of those are pretty even for him. Solid options in real life, headache in draft life. Which is real life? Well, what? Which is real life as well? I know. Oh yeah, he's saying that draft life is real life. Yeah, he should tell Dean Smith that. <laughs> we can answer Shirag's original questions and stuff like that. Sure. So, what are your views on Delhi Ali? So, watching the game, I feel like Delhi Ali's role is going to change depending on who are the attacking options they start with. I feel like Delhi played further up because they were missing options like Bergwijn and Hyungmin Sun. Mm-hmm. And I still feel like Delhi Ali is the one midfielder out of the attacking options that drops deeper to block a shot or to make a last-ditch tackle, which kind of worries me about his attacking potential moving forward. I just feel like he tends to be playing further back than further forward sort of thing. So, I, I, I don't know. I think while Son is out, he may be an okay option, but... Yeah, and it's not like Harry Kane is doing wonders at the moment. He looks like a shell of a player at the moment. That's that's the thing, right? Like, Spurs aren't lighting it a fire. Like, they had their... Their wins were close wins. They feel like once they get that goal, Nuno's going to lock up shop kind of thing. 
Yeah, and I feel like if you have an opportunity to kind of sell high on Deli Ali, which is probably a bit harder now that we're a few more game weeks in, but when he took that penalty, I feel like that was probably a good time for managers to trade him out for like Fab and another player or something. Like what I did to get my deal done sort of thing, right? Right, right. So this next question is um, views on Ben Rama, if he's going to get dropped, etc., yeah, so I think we kind of discussed that in the like thread we were reading out, but I agree with everything King Arthur said. Um, yeah, with Antonio out, I do think Boeing probably plays like a false nine, and all all of them play. But with uh, Antonio back, um, I think it's kind of a a wait and see how they approach Europa really, because they're going to have to manage the squad, and one of them is going to get favored to be playing in Europa and like the extra league game the cup games um, more than the actual prem itself hopefully that is flashish but we have to see how it plays out already yeah for sure I, I, I don't think Moise is gonna drop him yet like he's still playing well yeah I mean you might see a, a, a drop in points because of his uh, connection that he's got with Antonio it seems moving forward so yeah, I mean, maybe you could just bench him this game. We can assess it moving forward, right? Right, yeah, agreed. And views on all Norwich mids and the ones to target? I mean, put on shades, you'll have no view. Like, <laughs> what? There, there are no ones to target. Like, So the only one I'd suggest is Lise Malou. He seems to be putting up ghost points. Oh, is he still doing it? Still doing it, yeah, yeah, I stopped. Yeah. I stopped paying attention to it. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> I mean, on the past few episodes, we've been saying, like, guys, there's nothing to focus on in Norwich, which is probably true. And, I mean, as as I always do, I never take my own advice. I picked up a Norwich player and I got burnt for it badly. So. <laughs> Yo, I'm, I'm shocked that uh, Gilmore didn't actually start. Neither did Cantwell. Yeah, so, I don't know. It's kind of strange. Yeah, I think he's kind of shuffling things to figure out what he's going to get the best service for Puki, maybe, because Puki seems to be the only person that doesn't get dropped. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so let's go to the next comment slash question. Next one was from Draftstash. Draftash. Oh, Draftash. Yeah. Draftash. At Draftash. Um, so Alonso Captain, that had him thinking, um, and then he keeps trying to get Chilwell in his home league, hopefully he can tempt the manager that owns him with the with Chilwell warming the bench constantly. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, that was interesting because Alonso started the Champions League game tonight as well. <laughs> yeah. After the comments on Chilwell, right? Like, he's finally back, ready, you know. Yeah, I think it's something bigger than just the fitness or the talent of the player. I think there's some sort of a mentality or attitude issue or something behind the scenes that we're not being told about. I mean, Chilwell came on as a sub at one point in, in the second half. But yeah, I, I'd be really concerned as a Chilwell owner right now. But I still think that at one point he will get his spot back. Like, he's too talented not to. Agreed. And... I mean, the worry is that he still only gets the harder games, right? Where you need a more defensively sound player, <laughs> unlike a sec a second striker in Alonso. But yeah, 
But that being said, Alonso did have the easier fixture this game week and probably got Shit the least. <laughs> yeah, right. We both went on him, I think, on perfect eleven, and yeah, he basically yeah. only just got the clean sheet. So I don't know if that logic checks out for Alonso. <laughs> Yo, Aspi comes off the bench, grabs an assist. Aspi assists today in Champions League. Like, I know Aspi is just a beast, bro. Why is Dave still doing it? I know it's crazy. Okay, let's go to the next question. Okay, so Suhail Arum, at Suhail Arum. Sorry if I butchered your name, mate. Uh, all right, what's the big deal with Dal? You're the second person to brag about him, and I picked him up, but his return wasn't great. Of course, I didn't watch the game, so not sure what kind of play he is. Obviously, he's worth bragging about, question mark. Help. I mean, this is kind of from our preseason discussions, right? He had, like, a late run of form for them. Like, getting, what was it? I think seven or eight attacking returns in his last uh, eight or nine games. Yeah. So, there was always a chance that, you know, managers thought he would have been quite the asset. And I didn't watch the game either, but from highlights and stuff, it was okay. He didn't look too bad. I mean, he still got a few points. But my worry is that he got subbed around the 61st minute. Right, okay. So maybe you might need to kind of wait a bit longer, assess that. I mean, if you have spots on your bench to waste, then maybe you can kind of hold on to him. But yeah, it's it's probably just that championship sort of form that we were overanalyzing versus, you know, him coming to the Premier League and kind of replicating that. Yeah, and for me, it was more... Um, I mean, when they're leaving, was always going to leave a gap. I thought he might be the player to fill the gap. I don't know. I didn't see the game either. But I also grabbed him, right? So we both owned, we both dropped him and wavered him out for someone better this game week. I think probably Moutinho in for both of our yeah. cases, actually. So Moutinho is a clear upgrade on him. Like, if you can get a better midfielder, go for it. But like you said, if, if you are in a deep league, like more than 12 managers or 12 managers, he might be worth putting on reserves and just waiting it out. Yeah, agreed. And I mean, the fixtures do get easier, right? Like, no, Norwich versus Arsenal. Arsenal is not, I mean, as despite being 20th before that game played, like, they're not the worst team. Yeah, and maybe if you want to be a bit safer as well, play him just for the home fixtures versus um, both away and home sort of thing. Just because we've so- seen an increase in the number of goals scored for the home teams, right? Yeah, true. So, like, this week versus Watford might be a good time to assess him, probably. Yeah, great time to punt if if you can still get him. Yep, yep. But I would say wait until the lineups come out. Make sure he's starting, right? Yep. Okay, so we can move on All to right. the next question. Sure. Next up is Daniel. Um, at Daniel Karani. So, it's, I think, a two-part question. Loaded question alert. So, okay. He has McGinn, Bailey, and Bertrand Troyeri. He wants to know who to keep and who to trade for a defender. Please suggest who he should be targeting in the trade as well, because he has Kufal, he has Duffy, he has Matted, he has Tomiyasu. So he, he's trying to figure out, I guess, what kind of defender to get and who to drop. Second part question is: um, Is Ole going to be? <laughs> is Ole going to bench Greenwood going forward? And if he is going to bench him, I guess is it a good idea to trade him high right now, or say someone who has? Sancho or Rashford. 
And then he wants to know why did United go all Norwich with their forwards buying so many forwards and not using that. I appreciate you keeping all the curse words out of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's tackle the first part of that question, right? He has McGinn, Bailey, and Bertrand Traore. Mm-hmm. I mean, you would keep McGinn, right? Right, at this moment, yes. So let's discuss between Bailey and Bertrand Traore then. I think when Bertrand plays, I think he's a great asset. But Bailey looks electric against us when he came on. I, I didn't actually pay attention to him, so... He nutmegged Alonso. That was good enough. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, he nutmegged the second striker, essentially. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, If I don't know if Bailey's going to constantly get minutes, though. So, is that list of defenders ones that he has or ones that he's targeting as part of the trade? Because that's what I read it as. I wasn't sure either. Can we pretend that that's the list of defenders he's picking from? Because then we have no clue what the fuck he's, like, offering a trade for. Oh, yeah. I mean, if that's the list of... Uh, I mean, it probably makes more sense that it is the list that he's picking from. Yeah. And, I mean, the list isn't bad. It's Kufal, Duffy, Matip, and Tomiyasu again. I don't see any sensible manager giving you Matip or Kufal for the, any of those players, though. Yeah. Yeah. I would try and target Tomiyasu, to be honest. Yeah, same. So I was going to say, I think it's between Duffy and Tomiyasu, and I think Duffy's, while he's still getting minutes, I think he's on borrowed time. As soon as everybody's back fit, he probably drops off. Yeah. And just convince the other manager, listen, Arsenal's real shit. They're going to concede a bunch of goals. Let me just save you pain in the future. Give me Tomiyasu, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, hopefully that helps. And the second part of the question is his worry about Greenwood. Right. So, there's been a lot of questions about, oh, is Rashford going to come back into the eleven once he's fit again? In my opinion, Dr. Rashford is like the second name on that team sheet after Cristiano Ronaldo. Okay, third for me, but yeah. Wait, who's second for you? Well, actually, I was going to say fourth. Oh, David De Gea, Bruno Fernandes, then Rashford, right? That's, that's how that Harry works. Maguire is number one, you. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh. <laughs> But yeah, uh, Fred first, up before anybody else, and then else comes after. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I find it hard to see Rashford not getting back into the squad, right? But I wouldn't worry too much about Greenwood now. He's on form. Enjoy the points while they come, yo. Yeah, and I mean, he's taking corners. Like, I don't see... And he didn't play in the Champions League game today, so he I'm assuming not. he's he going to start. Yeah, so I'm going to assume that he starts in the Premier League as well. So, maybe until Rashford is back, I wouldn't worry too much about Greenwood. But if you are really, really worried, I feel like based on how Greenwood started the season, you could probably get, like, a second or third round pick from him, no? Yeah, so, like, I mean, it's a bad example because you're trading one rotation player for another, but like a Jota. Yeah, definitely a great shout. Let's see, who's more? I mean... Andy Robertson for a Greenwood right now. Ooh. Is that a if bit If I was steep? getting Robertson, I was taking Robertson for yeah. sure. Uh, Maybe a Nelson Semedo for like a Greenwood? Ooh. Yeah, I mean, he did throw away two good chances this game week. He could have absolutely smashed it. Maybe like a Raul Jimenez. Like, I'm thinking of like buy low sort of players at the moment. Yep, yep, yep. I get you. Okay. Yeah, so, I mean, 
with Cavani, I think don't consider him as a Fantrax asset. I think his days are numbered. Agreed. With Sancho, listen, I'm still on the Sancho hate train. I still think this season is not the season for him. He needs time to kind of bed in and get adjusted to the pace of the Premier League. Next season is probably a different story. So it's funny, right? Because while I didn't have that view to start with, I probably still don't. I mean, I need to see a bit more before... I mean, United on a hold, uh, on a hold, sorry, uh, are kind of inconsistent at the moment. But, like, you would think you go to Champions League, the pace is a bit slower than Prem, you finally get to assess Sancho for the first time properly. Lo and behold, he's the one that's yanked off because of Juan Misaka's red card. So, like, I mean, it's kind of tough on the guy. That basically tells me, oh, well, he's not that important and we don't need him on the pitch. Well, yeah, it does tell me the same thing. But, I mean, Donnie was also on the pitch for no reason. Too. Yeah, anyway. let, let's not talk about Donnie, okay? I'm going to get yeah, real yeah. up in arms about <laughs> Donnie Van Der Beek. Free Donnie. But, yeah, San- okay, the thing is, I think Sancho will tick along with points because Ronaldo has now entered the free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Ronaldo is going to shoot every opportunity he gets. So, naturally, players around him are just going to pick up key passes for key nothing. Passes. Yep, agreed. But I still have not seen that, you know, dribble master that everyone, you know, highly raves about sort of thing. It just looks like he's a holding back a bit, you know? Yeah, I think it'll come. It'll come. Okay, so let's go to the next question. And I think the question from our next uh, speaker, um, oh, sorry, speaker, listener, is actually an OFPL draft question. Oh, gotcha. Okay, okay. So it's from... At FPL Tractor Boy, Leeds have had a slow start. Keep Harrison or look to swap to Gallagher, Troy, etc. And just stream one midfielder, stream that one midfield spot. Okay, so since you're like the FPL god in our group, I mean, Mr. Elite 20 TT, Mr. You know, <laughs> big shot, I'm going to let you tackle this one first. So, if this is an OFPL uh, draft question, Players like Traore and Gallagher should not be free. If this is just, just a regular FPL question, then yeah, get rid of Harrison. Until we start to click, I don't see why you'd hold it. But yeah, if it's a draft question, I am okay with streaming midfielders, but I don't think you're going to get someone of the quality of Gallagher and Traore, at least not right now, while they're actually looking good or putting up decent underlines. Unless your league is actually not that competitive. You would probably get someone like, uh, what's a good example? Oof. The thing is, you never know. You don't get lineups for OFPL draft either, so it's it's a lot harder. This is why we play fan tracks. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, Demarai Gray should not be free. Townsend should not be free. So, I don't know who you'd be streaming, but if there are good assets that you can stream, go for it. And then go back to Harrison when the leads start clicking. But it is just a matter of time till leads do find form. It's just something just definitely seems off with them. So, I don't know. So, FYI, Townsend is free in both of our OFPL draft leagues. No way. (laughs) (laughs) Probably shouldn't have told you that. But, eh, it's okay. I mean, my only comment to the OFPL draft thing is I just find that midfielders, like reliable midfielders, are 
like slim pickings at the moment. Yeah. I feel like you need to have a good few forwards, a couple of forwards, or play a back four or a back five. Because I feel like there's more reliable defenders at the moment. And that's the thing. When you stream defense, you can actually just pick the fixture, right? Home team against a weak side. Like, yeah, let's do it. I mean, you wouldn't find any players like any Chelsea defender or any City defender should already be gone. But definitely there should be like a Ben White or... I mean, I just actually got Tierney last week on waivers as my like third waiver pick somehow. Yeah, I'm sure you can even pick up, like, Gabriel Magalhães, right? And he got two bonus points. Yeah, exactly. Like, you can stream defenders way easier and there's way more value in that than streaming mids for me. Yeah, sounds like a great idea. And if you're sure but unsure about uh, when you're going to get those clean sheets, I would suggest uh, following an account, Abdul Rahman, at FPL Salah. He usually posts, like, the clean sheet odds and goal scorer odds, etc. So that will give you a better idea of kind of who to pick up every game week. Yeah, solid, solid. Okay, so the last two questions that we have are, one is fan tracks, and the next one I think is just a general football question. Yeah. So, Amanda McSweeney at AJ Dunlavy. That's how I was going to say it too. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, she's, she's asking what to do with Timo, right? Does she keep, does she drop, what to do? You're the Chelsea fan, so this is all you. Ooh. I hate answering this because you know I'm going to want to show all my Chelsea boys love. But I think you can afford to drop Timo, to be honest. I, it's just, yeah. I honestly thought he was going to play in the Champions League game today, like start it, and he didn't. Yeah. So if if there's like a, a line for him, and you know what would be crazy? If Pulisic comes back and plays before Timo, you know? I thought even with Pulley out, Timo would have gotten a shout, but nah, man. I guess, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's it's grim, but y- yeah, you probably drop him. And I mean, if we think back to last season, he wasn't that great in terms of ghost points either, right? Right, true. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, Amanda, I, I mean, you could go ahead and target any Chelsea manager in your league and play on his heartstrings. I'm sure it might work, but yeah, go ahead and drop the boy. See, it's so much harder to drop someone that you've drafted fairly high up. I, I would assume Timo would have gone in like the first five rounds. Yeah. And you you hold on to that so closely that... Yeah. So, I agree. If I ha- if I owned Timo, I would have dropped him by now. But I also do think with the extra fixtures coming into play, so Champions League and like other midweek games coming in, he should get a game at some point. I do see, like you said, play on a Chelsea player, uh, Chelsea fan, heartstrings, right? Like, but you probably have to wait until he gets a fixture. Hope he does well in that fixture, then you can like actually get a meaningful trade out. So I don't know if you want to wait that long. I don't know. Like, would you be surprised if when Amanda drops Timo, that another manager immediately grabs him? No. So I mean, yeah, if you have a bench spot, then maybe you can hold, but. It, again, it depends on the size of your league, etc. What options you have, you know. Yeah. But yeah, I would have dropped myself. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Last question from Leanne Gill, Lee underscore Atong underscore Gill. Oh, congrats um, on your second baby, Leanne! Woo! Nice. Yeah, congrats. Um, how do you think Greenwood would perform this season now that Ronaldo is back? I think Greenwood gets less goals, more assists, sort of thing. Yeah, 
I mean, that's exactly what we saw versus Newcastle, right? Yeah, but I mean, we saw Greenwood get an assist because he was shooting. So he's still like goal hungry. True, true. And I mean, not everyone's going to be a woodman in full. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, he he's always a direct player. So, I don't know. Once he plays, I'm not too worried about Greenwood. Yeah, for sure. Agreed. My only worry again uh, will be when Rashford is back in contention. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, perfect. So, that is all of our Twitter questions. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for submitting those. We had a lot of fun answering them. And I think it's a perfect time for our halftime break, halftime pint. So... I'm going to grab another beer, Ryan. You should do the same. And we will see you after the break. Cool. And we are back. Okay, so now in the second half, what we're going to go through is the injury updates. And then after that, we will have our waiver slash FA pick suggestions for game week five. Okay, so starting us off with Arsenal. And again, we're not going to cover all the injuries. It's just ones that we think are kind of fan tracks relevant. So at Arsenal, uh, Xhaka, apparently he's doing well. He's still in his country and needs to stay there until, I think, the weekend or something like that. So he's still pretty much on COVID, uh, what is it, isolation or whatnot. So I wouldn't really, I don't know, with Partey back and Sambi apparently playing well, would you be concerned if you own Xhaka, even though he was putting up good ghost points? Like, would you be concerned as a Xhaka owner? Uh, yes and no. Partey seems so injury-prone, but yeah, I, I would, I would. Because even Ainsley Maitland-Niles got, you know, oh, man. the start. <laughs> After he bitched on social media about, like, Listen. Can someone buy me anyone? <laughs> if, if if that's what gets me like my debut with Chelsea, then I'm gonna do it like every day. True, true, true. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, I'd be worried about Jacob for sure. I I think Pate needs to start every game, right? Yeah. Okay, so looking at Aston Villa, Wendy and Martinez, uh, they're back in a green zone country and working hard to get ready for the Everton fixture. Yep. So I- I'm assuming, you know, they're back for game week five. Owners shouldn't be worried, just start them. Correct. I agree. So there's no updates from Brentford, really. Looking across at Brighton, so Lamptey apparently played 20 minutes in an intra-squad friendly on Tuesday, and he could be involved before the end of the month. But my sus- my suspicion is that he will probably be involved in the cup games before the league games. Yeah, okay, that's fair. So if you saw Lamptey in your waiver FA like sort of region, would you hold off or grab him right now, seeing there's a bit of positive news, etc.? I assume he's still flagged. So if you have an IR spot, I would grab him. If you don't, I guess the question is, do you have like another asset that he may potentially eat into their minutes? So like a Veltman. If you're worried in that sense, I'd also grab him. Just so you're covered. Yeah. So it, it's similar to like Alon- Alonzo Chilwell handcuff. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So the reason Pascal Gross missed out, COVID-19. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, you need to <laughs> expect the unexpected this season. Correct. Actually, before you... you so, I know and I'm going to apologize to Dinnery for this one. 
but big up Krellen in this one. I know one of the two bands had COVID and I was like, yo, we're going to the injury list. Is it dinner? Like, do we need to like, you know, wish him well? And then I realized it's Krellen. Okay, so... I mean, we can wish Ben Krellen the best, mate. I hope you recover. But we should have also shouted, guys, we're getting this information from premiersinjuries.com, you know? So yeah. the injury guru himself, Ben Dittery, puts together these updates. I mean, we also scraped the Fantrax website because they give their own updates as well. So mm-hmm. thank you to both Bens for your service so far in the community. Exactly. And the final update from Brighton. So Webster was forced off in the 37th minute of Saturday's match against Brentford with an injury. He's currently being assessed. So would you drop him? I mean, I don't know if I'd even roster him right now, to be honest. Yeah, neither me. So Burnley, there's no updates for Chelsea. Uh, Angola Conte had two training sessions a few days ago. Uh but he wasn't ready for the Champions League game. It was a bit too early for him, so they didn't want to take the risk. Uh, Pulisic is out for the next two or three games. What are you going to do as an owner? I mean, Pulisic, you kind of have to keep, I guess. Kante, you could drop, in my opinion. I also think Kante is going to get the important games from here on out. These, these issues are coming too often, right? Yeah, for sure. And you have so much cover now that you should, I mean, Tuchel should already want to keep him for when he absolutely needs him. Yeah, and we've seen that Andreas Christensen has played in the midfield for Denmark before, right? So that yeah. could potentially be an option for him moving forward. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Crystal Palace, there's no real updates because we saw Olis, uh come off the bench as well versus Spurs. So for Everton, DCL, this is the big one. He has a broken toe. He was training with problems and playing with pain. He had an injury the other day to his quadriceps and they have to wait two to three weeks, maybe more. So that's sounding like he's not back until after the next international break. What would you do as an owner? Trade high? Yeah, I guess. Uh, That is difficult. I mean, he's such a strong asset, right? So I, I had DCL last season. I traded for Danny Ings. When DCL was injured, I regretted it instantly. I only did it in like the last, I don't know, what is it, 12 weeks or so. And I think in the long run, I, I did not benefit from the trade. And I could easily see that happening to any manager that does look to trade DCL at this point. Yeah, so maybe just have patience with the injury. Probably, yeah. Okay, so moving on to Leeds. Uh, Stroke is facing his ban for the red card versus Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Do you want to kind of just cover that? Uh, I mean, it was a horrific injury to Harvey Elliott. Mate, I hope you have a quick recovery. Um, it was very terrible to watch in real time as well. Yeah. Red card or not? So I, I genuinely thought the VAR team saw something that we didn't. Um, they saw more angles than we did. So I thought it was actually a red card. I do, still don't know. I mean, the fact that Leeds are contesting it and trying to get it rescinded, or the penalty at least rescinded, um, it implies that there's there's a case for it and it probably was just a good tackle and a bad, a unlucky situation, right? Yeah, I, I feel like if the... I mean, the ankle dislocation definitely adds to the decision, right? To send them off because it wasn't really... In my opinion, real-time watching it, I've not watched replays, and I would recommend listeners do not go and find replays. It's that horrific. But I feel like it was because his foot got caught on the turf. That's why the dislocation happened, right? I mean, obviously, Stroik didn't go in with the intent to, like, harm him 
Exactly. And I would say it's it's more of a yellow card tackle than anything. Yeah. So it's just a series of unfortunate events. Sorry to like, you know, quote a TV show name. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. And I mean it was the following leg, right? It was the trailing leg that kinda of caught uh anyway, that's that's not going to yeah. Anyways, uh, wishing you a quick recovery, Harvey. And the next player from Leeds, Lorente. So he was making just his third appearance of the season in all competitions on Sunday after recovering from a hamstring injury he suffered early in August. The fear is that he re-aggravated his hamstring, although it is unclear whether he'll be forced to miss an additional game time or an additional game due to his injury. So no strike. Possibly no Lorente. Liam Cooper playing like a championship defender. I would suggest you stay off of the Leeds defense for a bit, no? Yeah, I mean, actually, it could work in their favor too. So, Ailing and Cooper paired up a lot of last season. They weren't bad. Dallas are dropping back into defense. I, I assume that's how they're going to solve the situation, right? So, I don't know if they're going to use... Uh, is, is um uh, what's his name? Matthias Kleek. Not Kleek. Uh, Cop. So I think he might be fit. So, I, I and obviously you'd want to see him in centre-back versus the central defensive midfield, yeah, right? exactly. Um, so if Cock is fit, then maybe they don't need to force Ailing into centre-back. But um, I still think Ailing is decent cover. So I don't think... They didn't look defensively great. I don't think they're going to get that much worse. Okay. That's fair. Okay, so at Leicester, Perez is still, I think, serving his red card ban. For Liverpool, uh, Firmino, hamstring issue, probably going to be out for a couple of weeks, though there was mentions that he was already starting light rehab work. Light training. Yeah, so just keep an eye on that. And, you know, owners of Harvey Elliott, yeah, just go ahead and drop him. It's it's a rough one to take. So, Manchester City, no updates over there. Manchester United, McTominay. So, he's still not 100% after undergoing groin surgery a couple of weeks ago. And he's probably going to need a few more training sessions before he can be an option again. But it does sound maybe closer to the international break. We'll see him. Yeah, that'd be a great boost for them. Yeah, especially from a clean sheet perspective as well. Yep. So, at Newcastle, uh, Darlow, who had COVID-19, has trained over the last 10 days and could be an option, or was, was supposed to be an option, to start versus Manchester United, according to Steve Bruce. So, maybe moving forward, we'll see him as a keeper and Woodman gets the bench where, you know, you know, thank Woodman for <laughs> doing what he could. But would, do you think you'd pick up Darlow as a possible goalkeeper streaming option? I don't know their fixtures, but if the fixtures look decent enough, yeah. I think Dalo is a quality-ish keeper. Yeah, and I mean, Newcastle will concede a lot of shots, right? Yeah, yeah. So, a quick update on Callum Wilson. He's probably not going to be ready until after the October international break, according to The Athletic. Jeez. That, I mean, Newcastle have it rough right now, yo. Yeah, that that's that's gonna be an interesting one. How they kind of manage without him. Uh, okay, so Norwich, there's no real updates. Southampton, just another update again on Stuart Armstrong. No real timeline. He's gonna take a bit more time uh, as he manages his calf muscle issue. So I think you'll be fine if you've picked up El Yunusi. For Spurs, uh, Tanganga, uh, his double yellow card suspension. 
Romero Lo Celso and Sanchez were training in Croatia to avoid a 10-day quarantine and will probably miss Spurs' next two games. And I'm assuming they're including the Conference League game because I, I would think yeah. they're back for Game Week 5, right? Yeah, yeah, they are, they are. Dyer was subbed early versus Crystal Palace and could be out for a few game weeks. Son is expected to miss a few game weeks. I know we didn't get a lot of information from Nuno, but just his reaction doesn't suggest like Son's going to be back anytime soon. And Bergwijn picked up a foot injury while playing with Netherlands and was supposed to miss at least one game, which he did. So maybe depending on the conference lineups on Thursday, we'll get an idea of how Spurs might shape up versus Chelsea for the weekend. Yep. So, finally, with Watford, there's no news. Wolves, no news. And I'm going to jump back, you know, to West Ham. Antonio is the only real concern. Suspension for his stupid double yellow card. And he should be back on the 22nd of September. My my one concern with Antonio is that we all probably thought, you know, there's no way he plays Europa. It's early stages. They're going to rest him for Europa. Focus him for Prem games. Now that um, he got suspended, they'll probably use him in the Europa game. And, yeah, I mean, yeah, he looks a lot fitter this season. And we haven't seen any real worry from him in terms of, like, limping or anything. But we do know he can get an injury at any moment. So if that comes in Europa, that would suck. Okay, cool. So I think now we can move on to our FA slash waiver picks. Sure. Okay, so I'm just going to do a quick shout-out to the FBL Draft Boys. They always do this uh, every time they crack open in a beer. Fuck COVID. <laughs> nice. Okay, so I'm going to cover the home teams, and mm-hmm. you can cover the away teams. Sure. Starting with the first fixture, don't forget that the game week starts on the Friday, right? Yep. So, Newcastle versus Leeds. The players that I'm going to suggest is Matt Ritchie, 49% owned, and Almiron, 25% owned. I can't believe Richie's still under 50%. Like, the guy is on set pieces. He's not registered as a defender. And he just loves a pop at goal. So go pick him up. And Almiron, just based on his performance against Manchester United, I feel like he could threaten that Leeds defense that's kind of struggling at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Um, From Leeds, so... Mateus Click, I assume, was dropped by a lot of managers if they even had him before. So he's only 34% owned. But I believe he's fully fit and back again. So he's there. Um, and I've seen in, a, in my league at least that Rodrigo is dropped. So he's free, 48% owned. Um, and he looked actually decent the last game. Like, he wasted a brilliant chance that uh, Rafinha created for him, right? Yeah, but those early substitutions is what's worrying me. I guess, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Okay, I get you. And the thing is, forwards are so, um, those forward spots are so, like, key right now, limited, right? Okay, so let's look at the next fixture, Wolves versus Brentford. I've got a list of players from Wolves to suggest, just because they've got a fantastic fixture run from now until, I think, around Game Week 13 or Game Week 14. So, Moutinho, 47% owned, like, he's getting more corners. Uh, Saiz, 46% owned clean sheet and goal threat on set pieces. Jose Sa, 38% owned. Now, he's not the most convincing keeper, but just because of, you know, how Wolves is playing together as a unit, I feel like he's just going to nick a couple of clean sheets along the way. Marcel, 28% owned. Coming off his 
flukiest double assist ever. Yep. <laughs> Ryan, I know you have a special place in your heart for this guy. I do. <laughs> but we kind of did, you know, see this coming because he was up there for the number of accurate crosses into the box. And he's been trying to cross the ball into the box quite a bit as well. So, yeah, 28% owned. I think he's worth a punt as well, for sure. And Huang, 10% owned. So, this guy came off the bench and scored and got a couple of ghost points along the way as well. Yeah, he looked decent. Um, I agree. I mean, Marsala is the poor man's tomato, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so, for Brentford, I I'm gonna assume most of the options that are worth picking up are already owned. Yeah, I got really lucky and was able to pick up Pinock on waivers this week. Someone dropped. I don't even know what? who. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, so Janelt is still only seven percent owned. He's putting up decent goals. I think he got like ten points last game. Yeah, I think that'll probably be my only shout. Matthias Jensen is still there. I think he's twenty-one percent owned. But, he got more minutes when he got subbed on. So, I mean, yeah. that's promising, I guess. So, I guess, yeah. The worry for, for Janelt is his minutes are decreasing over time. He only got 67 minutes last game. And I guess just pay attention. So if Jensen starts, I think he's worth grabbing. But no need to grab him until he's regularly starting. Yeah, so just keep an eye on that situation. Yep. So next game, Burnley versus Arsenal. The one play I'm going to suggest is Charlie Taylor, 8% owned. I think he got around 8 points after conceding 3 goals. And he's looked good in the games that I've watched as well. Yeah, he got a few ACNCs, right? Yeah, he loves crossing the ball to Chris Wood. And I mean, when you've got a striker like Chris Wood, who should have scored from that cross from McNeil, there's always a chance that you're going to get some attacking returns. Yeah, agreed. Uh, for Arsenal, so most of their attackers will be gone. I mean, yeah, they still have a big fan base, so there's that. Um, but a lot of the defense <laughs> is going to be... I love that you're just, like, surprised. They have fans? What? <laughs> uh, a lot of the defense is going to be available. So there's Ramsdale. I think he's 14% owned. Tomiyasu is only 24% owned. And Gabriel is only 13% owned. I guess just pay close attention if you are going for Ramsdale to if Leno gets back his spot or not. Yeah, so I dropped Hugo Lloris for Ramsdale in one of my leagues. The reason being is I was just going based off of the feedback I was getting from one of my friends that's a massive Arsenal fan. Yeah. And he was saying one of the uh, like the biggest things that kind of jumped up to me was the distribution from Ramsdale. And we know sometimes how critical that can be, right? That's kind of the reason why I think like Pickford is picked for England, for example. Yeah, yeah, true. Actually, Sambi is only 15% owned, huh? Oh, not, you know, if if you see him starting and he's in your league free, yeah, with a pickup for sure. Yeah. Okay, so Liverpool versus Crystal Palace. Liverpool is a bit hard to suggest. I know Ross, I think, suggested Thiago on the last pod. Uh, if he's free in your leagues, maybe go pick him up. But yeah, it's hard to find a good asset under 50%. Maybe one will pop up now that Harvey Elliott is not playing. So maybe Curtis Jones, maybe Ox might be given a chance. So kind of, you know, watch and see that situation. What about at Crystal Palace? Um, so Crystal Palace, Edward, who absolutely smashed it in the few minutes he came on for. He looks like a quality option. Pick him up if he's there. And MacArthur, I think 
you guys have been shouting him for a few couple of weeks now, right? He's still getting minutes. I guess just monitor and see if Olis affects those minutes. But yeah. Yeah, and both for under forty percent owned, so there's a good oh, yeah. chance you can yeah, pick yeah. them up. Just just under forty. Uh, I guess my only shout on uh, Liverpool is how what is Jordan Henderson's ownership like? Oh, let me check that right now. Hold on. Because I I don't know if he's gonna be like that um, Harvey Elliott replacement. I really don't know. Doing the live research, Jordan Henderson's ownership is thirty three percent. With a shout. Yeah, if he's if he's starting, for sure. Yeah. Because Harvey Elliott was kind of doing that role where he was playing with Salah and Trent and whatnot. Like, filling in the gaps or, the, like, co- helping to connect the other two players. And that's kind of what Henderson was doing over the past few seasons, I want to say. Yeah. Like, popping up on that right, putting in the balls, etc. Yeah. Filling in for Trent when he runs forward. So, yeah, that's definitely a great shout, mate. Okay, so the next game, Manchester City versus Southampton. So again, Man City, like I feel like most assets are owned. It's going to be really hard to pick anyone up. Maybe you could get Zinchenko, but it's one of those, we'll look at the team sheets if he's starting, go grab him sort of thing. Yep, what about yep. at Southampton? Yo, so Salusu is putting up some serious points. Well, okay, fine. They got a clean sheet, right? But, but he it put was up, like 18 points. Was 18 with that clean points, sheet, yeah. <laughs> And he got a yellow card in that 18 points. Oh, so. wow. I didn't even know that. That's crazy. But I mean, even like the previous matches that he was conceding goals, he put up positive points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like six and seven or eight points, something like that. Yeah, which is really good. I mean, when you compare it to Saul Niguez, so. Exactly. <laughs> and I think he's only, what, 6% owned? Yeah. I think um, McCarthy is also 6% owned in goal, but let's avoid that. I mean, he got... 20 points last game week, but I don't know how often that's going to come. Yeah, so I mean, if you're picking up Salisu, maybe put him on your bench for future game weeks. We're not suggesting you start him versus Man City because oh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. still run right, right? For sure. Okay, so the next game, Norwich versus Watford. So Max Aaron's 48% owned and Lee's Malou, 19% owned. Like I said, Lee's Malou is picking up some good ghost points, mm-hmm. but Max Aaron's. He's kind of ticking along. Now, like I've mentioned on previous pods, there's always a chance when he comes up against a good team, he's going to get you negative points. But yeah. if he comes up against, you know, an easier fixture like Watford, especially at home, Max Aarons is definitely worth a shout. Gets key passes, accurate crosses into the box. You never know. He might get an attacking return this game week. Yeah, agreed. Uh, for Watford, I don't think there's really any option besides uh, with shouting. Maybe Joshua King, but until we see him actually deliver, yeah, I don't see any reason to move early. Yeah, I just don't like the fact that King keeps getting substituted early. Like, I want my assets to get, you know, 80 to 90 minutes every game. So, you know who I actually came up against this week? Ian had Sissoko, and he posted, like, eight points. Yeah, he had a puppet goal. He had a puppet goal, yeah, and it was annoying to me. He got that, like, super early in the game, and I was just like, yo... Is Sissoko actually going to do this to me? Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy he stopped at 8 points. So, yeah, But yeah, he's yeah, only yeah. 5% old. So maybe Sissoko, but no one else. Really. Yeah, uh, there is potential for points right there. So if you fancy a punt, go for it. So the final game on the Saturday, Aston Villa versus Everton. I'm going to suggest Conser, 20% owned. And Ryan, you kind of... Uh, brought up the point that he had two shots on target, right? I think he attempted three or four shots in total. Yeah. 
And we know he can score from set pieces and crosses, etc. Right? So Everton did struggle with the aerial threat of Burnley. I mean, they conceded to a me header. So, I mean, if you can see Consa scoring against Everton in that case, even though, you know, he conceded three goals, he still got around seven to eight points. Yep. Yep. Um, for Everton, I don't think there are that many options who are like under that 50% ownership. Maybe Alan. I think he's like, when forty-two percent ownership. And yeah, but he got like three points or something. Yeah, week. he didn't live up to the hype where he was actually putting in key passes, right? Yeah, uh, but I mean that could be down to the formation change, not having Calvert Lewin, etc. Exactly. Um, Coleman also is under four fifty percent, but they don't look that solid defensively. Like until they started clicking, Everton were under some serious pressure in that first half. Yeah, Burnley were dominating them, yep. I want to yep, say. Yep. Like, even in terms of possession and stuff, it was crazy to see Everton just sit off and let Burnley pass the ball around. Correct. Yeah. Okay, so jumping across to Sunday's games, the first one, Brighton versus Leicester. The one asset I'm going to suggest is Veltman, and we kind of discussed him in our questions, right? 34% owned. I just think he's a reliable asset to have until, you know, he loses his spot, which I don't think he's going to. He's a quality player that can play multiple positions. And yeah, I, I think, again, great asset to have just even as like a backup option. What about at Leicester? So, all Brighton's only 17% owned. Um, I mean, Perez is still suspended, so he probably gets one more game at least. I'd pick him up. He puts up decent points. Um, I actually own him. You own him in one league. And I see you've noted here that Johnny Evans is back, yo. Yeah, he came on as a sub for Vestergaard. Yeah, and in that short period of time, he put up good points. I think four and a, 4.25 points in like half hour. So, I mean, if he's going to get that centre-back spot back, that was too many backs in one word, but uh, one sentence. But <laughs> yeah, if he gets that spot back, yeah, Johnny Evans is a great shout. Only 14% old. If him and Vestergaard end up starting together, then Leicester are looking a lot better for clean sheets as well. For sure. I mean, so is a, a liability, we know this, but Amate is just... <laughs> not a defender. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's not good. Um, <laughs> so look, through these ownerships, one thing that's really standing out to me is the fact that Iannatra is still 66% owned. And like, you see a lot more fluctuation, the plus and minus. Of ownership um, on all other players, but Nacho's is only minus 0.3%. I mean, I would be really hesitant to drop him given his late form of last season. It's crazy to me that he's still not starting games and stuff like that. So but... that's the concern, right? Like, okay, if you owned him, would you drop him, trade him? Like, I would have dropped him probably. I would have dropped him probably. And then Daka's actually picking up ownership, so I'm confused by that one too, but anyway. I mean, isn't this the same uh, gaming format where Cristiano Ronaldo is not 100% owned? Well, that's just madness, but yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, okay, so he's dropped in ownership. He's currently 87% rostered. What the hell is going on? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay, next game, West Ham versus Manchester United. The one asset I'm going to suggest, and again, a little caution with this is Dawson 12% owned now I know he put up like 18 points or something like that which yeah. is a massive haul but I feel like he's gonna eventually lose his spot or it's gonna be under threat because they signed Kurt Zuma as an option yeah yeah great points 
similarly at United, there's not going to be many options that are less than 50%, right? But Nemanja Matic is playing at the moment. I mean, there's injuries to Scotty. So he's he's filling in. Um, Scotty doesn't know. <laughs> so Matic is, I mean, probably not the best on Ghost. But if you really want a piece of United, he's there at, I think, 5% ownership. Yeah, not the most attractive pickup for sure. But if you need a playing player, you know, a starting option and he's there, there's always a chance that Matic could have like a double-digit game. You never know. Yeah. And I own actually De Gea in my league. And I carefully watch every United lineup because I think it's just a matter of time before Dean comes back into starting. And... As soon as he's there, I'm grabbing back Dean. So, yeah, that's a great shout. Okay, and finally, the Spurs versus Chelsea game. Don't pick up anyone from Spurs; they're a bunch of shite. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, it's 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 hard to say because you know, no Dyer, no Tanganga, Emerson Royal got absolutely bullied by Zaha. I don't see them keeping a clean sheet. Maybe you can possibly grab Hoybeerg. Because I feel like he's been putting up some really nice ghost points. Maybe Lucas Moore because, you know, a, f- a few of the front players are kind of injured, etc. been injured, etc. So, yeah. I But the thing is, I was actually planning to bench my Spurs assets for this fixture. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Fanboy. <laughs> <laughs> How are you feeling about Matt Dirtio? Oh, yeah. This is a great time to bring up this conversation. I hope this doesn't sound inappropriate, but what if Matt Doherty, like, slept with one of Nuno's, like, nieces or, like, his daughter? You know, like, that whole Zaha issue sort of thing? Like, because it doesn't make sense to me why Doherty's not getting looked at at all. Or, like Ross suggested too, which is probably the more sensible reasoning, is just because he forced his move out of Wolves at like a very weird time maybe Nuno's still you know bits of all that grudge. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay okay is Lo Celso like possibly an option when he comes back from quarantine well I guess from the green zone um, country he's in I uh, that's interesting because it will be interesting to see how Nuno kind of lines up all together because the formation that he rolled out to start against Crystal Palace was very defensive. Like, starting yeah. with three defensive midfielders, there was zero creativity for the front three of Mora, uh, who was it, Kane, and Deli Ali, right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I maybe Lo Celso is the one that probably steps in to, uh, you know, replace Harry Winks because I don't think Hoybier gets dropped. I don't think Skip gets dropped. So, yeah, th- there's potential. I mean... Does he finally give Tangai and Dombele a chance as well? Who knows? I would like to see Delhi push back and then Los Also taking that spot. Yeah. But yeah. Let's see though. Because I mean, Los Also can be that creative spark that they need. But I, I, a part of me feels like he might change the the back five versus us. Right? We see teams going a bit more defensive. Do they even have five defenders though? That's a very good point as well. Yeah. I mean, you have to play Matt in that case. Yeah, Uh, and you'd have to play Ben Davies out of position. It's going to get a bit messy. Maybe look at the conference game for some sort of an idea, right? Yeah, true. Who's back, who's not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So let's see. Chelsea. Chelsea don't have typically many players under that ownership um, bracket. But like, Kovacic played out of his skin last game. First uh, first goal at the bridge. 
of course I have to go up against him. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's only forty two percent owned, so like, if that's going to be his regular play from now on, like, I mean, just to get an assist would have been insane. Yeah, and I think he's going to be a bit more nailed because Kante didn't make the Champions League yeah. game, so clearly they're still kind of going easy on his sort of recovery. And Saul did nothing to <laughs> suggest that he's going to start the next game. Correct. So, uh, yeah, Georgie and Kova maybe start again. You know what? Maybe he tries to risk starting Saul again. Who knows, right? Because you can't really play Georgie too much as well with all these games. So, Kova might be a safe pick for now. Yeah, Kova looks good. Yeah. Okay, and that is our FA slash waiver suggestions. And that's all we had planned for the pod. Ryan, do you have any final points, any notes that you want to discuss? Any burning questions? Nope, none come to mind. I don't know why. Long day, yo, long day. <laughs> I know. They're going to they're gonna pop up as soon as we finish recording, for sure. That's always how it happens. For yeah. sure. Okay, so from my end, like I'd suggest is keep an eye on like the Champions League fixtures, see who starts, whatnot, you know, look at the presser infos, see if anyone's caught like a last minute COVID sort of thing. You know, we've got information up until Thursday evening and the game week starts on Friday. So just, you know, stay informed. If you have any doubts or anything, feel free to DM us on Twitter, right? At Banta Boys or at Banta B. You know, Ross is not here, so I'm going to butcher all the social plugs. <laughs> but yeah, Ryan, thank you so much for filling in today. I hope that you come on for f- more episodes as well. I know you're really, really busy with Wick, but yeah, it was a pleasure having you on again, mate. Yeah, no worries, man. So, uh, I did just popped into my head like, what assets are out there recently, um, you know, transferred into the league, but didn't actually play a lot of minutes last week. So like uh, Solomon Rondon, Rondon, for example, like does he take DCL's spot and then all of a sudden become a really good asset, right? Yeah, I think Rondon probably isn't up to speed yet. Right, but like if it, if it only takes him like one game week to get there and DCL is out for it maybe four, he can be decent at filling for a while. I mean, the first name that came to mind when you mentioned the question was Adamola Lukman. Right, exactly. Someone like that. Right? He got 16 minutes. He had two shots, one of them being on target. And that was pretty much his fantasy points. And yeah, like, with Perez still out for one more game, if he does get the start and does well, like, he's going to keep that spot, maybe. Someone like that is essentially what I meant. Yeah, I can't think of too many other new assets that would have came in. Uh, Cucurella? Maybe Cucurella looked good, I think. He put up nine points, but that was including the clean sheet, right? Oh, right. Yeah, I did see that. Okay, that's why I was so considering. that's what. Yeah, so that's what worries me a little bit. I mean, he is known to get attacking returns mm-hmm. while he was at Getafe. He had one key pass. He had one successful dribble. So maybe it's another one to kind of watch because he's thirty six percent owned as well. Right. Right. That's actually pretty high. I didn't think he'd be that high. Uh, he saw an increase of 9.3%. Okay. Yeah. But other than that, like, I can't think of too many new assets or new additions. Like, Amazon Royal did not look good versus Zaha, so I would not be in a rush to be rostering him at the moment. Yeah, that's fair. I did think Brian Gill might get a shot. With Same. With Son being out, he didn't, so... Eh. 
Yeah, uh, Gil only 22% owned. You know what? He might just be one of those conference players for the Thursday night games. What is Vlasic's ownership? So Vlasic is currently 47% owned. So an increase of 14%. Yeah, someone like that I might punt on. Yeah, and you know what? Because of the Antonio missing out sort of thing, very big chance he could start. Yep, yep. Yeah. Okay, sweet. Uh, I think that's about it. We're approaching the hour and a half mark. Oh, yeah. And yeah, yeah. I would like to go to my bed. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, But yeah, on that note, uh, I'll see you on the next episode, Ryan. Peace. Peace.